Call the meeting order. Mrs. Troublefield, would you please call the roll? Mr. Marley? Here. Mr. Cathal? Here. Mr. Collins? Mr. Fritz? Here. Dr. Hattier? Here. Mr. Hudson? Here. Mr. Layfield? Here. Mr. Peden? Here. Dr. Statler? Here. Mrs. Wright? Here. This is the regular meeting for the month of November, and we do have a quorum. Would uh, everyone please rise for the presentation of colors? May be seated. Item 104, uh, Indian River Student Government. Good evening. As November comes to an end, IRA's academic and athletic success is only beginning. Last week, College Application Week was in full swing. The guidance department went to every senior English class to assist the seniors in the application process through the Common App. AP classes are underway as students are already preparing for the upcoming AP exams. Dual enrollment classes, honors classes, and college prep classes are also successfully continuing their progress into the second marking period. Students are also preparing to take the SATs in their enrichment classes as well as the SAT prep classes. Also, we were visited by several local volunteer fire companies in a recruitment effort. IR had a very successful fall sports season this season. The IR cross-country team earned their Southern Division title for the Henlopen Conference and placed ninth in the state for Division II schools. The volleyball team defeated Smyrna to win the first ever Henlopen Conference title for the volleyball program and earned a number six seed in the state tournament, but lost in the second round of Red Line, three to one. Overall, the record was 14 and three. The boys soccer team earned the Southern, the Southern Division title for the Henlopen Conference and was the number three in the state tournament. The boys lost at the state semifinals to Wilmington Friends. Overall, the record was 14-3-1. The IR field hockey team quali qualified as the number two seed in the state tournament. IR lost to Delmar 6-3 in the DIAA Division II state finals. The team ended with a record of 16-2. Overall, the IR athletic program had 12 athletes earned first team all-conference and six athletes earned first team all-state. We also had one conference and state coach this year. Academically, IR had 26 varsity athletes and managers for an academic all-conference. This was a great way to end the fall season, and so far the winter sports have started successfully. This season, there were more swimmers trying out for the IR swim team than any other previous season. In addition, there is a new coaching staff for the basketball team. We congratulate the fall sports on their success and wish all winter teams good luck in this upcoming season. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Need a motion to approve the agenda for this evening's meeting. So moved. Second. Motion made and second. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Need a motion to approve the regular meeting minutes and the executive session minutes of the meeting for October 28th. So moved. Second. second. Motion made and second. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Special recognition, Mr. Steele. Mr. Barley, please join me at the podium. Last year, we had a banner year and accomplishments throughout our district. And 
Uh, comparing of, of last year and this year where we are today, I can tell you it's going to be another banner year, probably one even better than last. This evening we'll be recognizing uh, students for outstanding um, ab abilities in athletics. We'll be rec uh, re recognizing students who have outstanding ability in the arts and music. And we'll be looking at a few staff members that have received, uh, one receiving a national um, award and another for a state championship coach or a state championship caliber coach of the year award near the end. To kick, uh, kick off what we're going to do this evening, I'd like Ms. Webb um, from LB, uh, if you're here this evening, to come on up. And she will be uh, talking about the Presidential Award for Excellence in Mathematics and Science. Thank you. It's my honor this evening to recognize one of Indian River School District's outstanding educators. Jenna Truitt began her teaching career at Long Neck Elementary School and about five years ago transferred to Lord Baltimore Elementary. Talk about a great addition to my staff. Ms. Truitt excels in the classroom where she has a passion for learning and a love for her students. She was recently recognized in Washington, D.C. last month for her contribution to the teaching and learning of mathematics. Ms. Truett received the Presidential Award for Excellence in Mathematics and Science Teaching, which is the highest award an educator can get. She is one of four students or teachers in the state of Delaware. And when I spoke to Jen about her experience in Washington, DC, it wasn't that she was impressed with the fancy dinners and the celebration. It wasn't about the $10,000 award she's gonna get for her classroom, but it was about the opportunity to talk and to network with teachers all over the nation that share the same passion for teaching and students. So we are very proud to have Jenna Truitt on our staff. We are very excited that she received this honor and we would like to welcome her to the stage at this time. Next, we'd like to recognize some of our students from Indian River High School. The first student being honored here tonight was selected from hundreds of students across the country to participate in the all-national honors ensembles. He was a member of the Delaware All-State Choir in the winter of 2019, which made him eligible to the audition for the all-national mixed choir. He traveled to Orlando, Florida just a few weeks ago, where he was one of just a few students to represent Delaware and the only student to represent the Indian River School District for the All-National Choir. Congratulations to T.J. Oxborough. Next, we'd like to recognize our student athletes for academic all-conference. And when you hear your name, please come to the stage. These students uh, being called to the stage tonight have straight A's the first marking period and have earned all academic conference honors. Starting with football, River Vickers, Reese Stone, and Colby Willie. Boys Cross Country, Declan Burke. Field Hockey, Kendall Cathel, Bryn McCabe, Alexis Pozzola, 
Samantha Derrickson, Kaylor Townsend, Isabella Sharp, Kaylee Schmidt, and Allison Clark. Boys Soccer, Blake Morgan, Willem Lambertson, Josh Bird, Ryan Stone, Evan Peterson, Bastian Perry, and managers Misty Hickman and Reagan Hockenbrock. And finally, girls volleyball, Nicole Norman, Cameron Ehlers, Rachel Ehlers, Scarlett Dunn, Mason Singer, and Chloe Muzakis. The next category we have is first team all conference. We'll start again with football. Jaquan Floyd and RJ Rubicki. Field hockey. Kaylor Townsend, Avery Congleton, Riley Cordry, and Kaylee Hall. Boys Soccer, Eric Aguilera, Jordan Illion, Jared Cordoba, and Jax Cathel. And Girls Volleyball, Rachel Ellers, and Jessica Amazkua. First team All-State, field hockey, Riley Cordry, Kaylor Townsend. Boys soccer, first team All-State, Eric Aguilera, Jordan Ilion, and Jared Cordoba. Girls volleyball, first team All-State, Rachel Ehlers.
The last person to be recognized here this evening is the head varsity coach for field hockey here at Indian River High School. Coach Stone led the team to a regular season record of 14 wins and one loss. They were the first team in school history to reach the state championship round in field hockey. Coach Stone was just recently awarded Henlopen Coach of the Year and State Field Hockey Coach of the Year. Congratulations, Coach Jody Stone. The next item on the agenda is for public comment. The board allows 15 minutes at the beginning and ending of each regularly scheduled board meeting for anyone in the audience who wishes to make a public comment. We've had one person who has signed up at this evening, uh, Kim Nurick.
bless this school and the school board members. Give them strength, Lord. Help them to make the right decisions. Lord, honor and glorify you. In your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Is there anyone else in the audience who wishes to make a public comment? Next item is new business, school choice applications. Uh, Mr. Lewis. Good evening. On board docs this evening, you will find a total of six school choice applications. <coughs> These applications have been reviewed and recommended by the building principals and also district administration. And as you can see, these are all priority one applications. Any questions? Anyone have questions? I'd like to make a motion we accept the recommendation. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you. Final number for the uh, September 30th unit came, Mr. Steele. Mr. Barley, we received a uh, letter from Dr. Bunning on November the 15th uh, certifying our September 30th enrollment, uh, which is at 10,942 students. Uh, as you know, at our Early Learning Center, we have about 86 uh, regular uh, students who are in that program, uh, giving us just a little over 11,000 total. However, I will tell you that since um, September 30th in the last two months, uh, our enrollment has grown to 11,120 students. We've gained approximately 100 students uh, in a little bit over about six weeks, six, seven weeks. Uh, so we are continually uh, growing, and that's a trend I don't see uh, slowing down at all. No needed. Class size waiver. Every year, according to uh, Delaware Code 14, K-3 classes have to be examined and we have to have uh, ratios uh, 22 to 1. And if we have sections in K-3 that we do not reach the proper ratio, we have to ask the Board of Education for a waiver. In this case, we have uh, six sections, three schools. East Millsboro um, has a first grade section. Uh, First grade section two has 26 students. Uh, the kindergarten class section three has 25. Southern Delaware School of the Arts, they have a second grade section two has 24 students. Uh, third grade section one has 23 students. North Georgetown Elementary has two third grade sections, one at 23, or excuse me, both at 23. We do need the board to um, vote to extend a waiver to those six classes. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Item 404, 405, and 406 were boys uh, basketball uniforms at IR, unified basketball at IR, and the girls uh, lacrosse at IR were presented before the finance uh, recommendation would be to accept. So I would need a motion for all three. So moved. Second. Motion made and second. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay, that is unanimous. At Georgetown Middle School baseball uniforms and Georgetown Middle School softball uniforms, same situation uh, approved by the Finance Committee. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Student activity funding? That would be Ms. Smith. Yeah. Mrs. Smith. Good evening. So moved. Second. Second. Did he say? Okay. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? Any questions? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you. Thank you.
old business, major capital planning, Mr. Steele? Uh, Mr. Barley, we have uh, said before we've reached 11,120 students. Um, we've kind of brainstormed uh, at IREC. We have a meeting set up next week. Uh, we will be sending some invitations to some board members to attend. We are uh, trying to take a, a solid look at this referendum. We have three options available to the public that we're going to suggest we roll out during our meetings. One, we need to pass the referendum. That will solve a lot of issues in this school district, I believe, for at least the next eight to ten years. Not current expense, but major capital. But it will enable us to save some current expense monies. The second possible option is, if the public does not pass the referendum, would be to keep increasing the number of portable classrooms we have in the district. I've done a pretty comprehensive study at looking just with the first group of leases going through. I can, I can assure you that if we, if we go this method, the referendum does not pass and we have to increase portables through 25-26, we will have to come back for our current expense referendum in two to three years. And that will be simply to pay leases on the number of trailers we have. The third viable option, which we've talked about a lot, it's not the most popular option, would be we're going to have to look at school boundaries and we will simply have to do some maneuvering to bring some of the students in the north end of the district into the south. This is twofold. When we do that, I think we're gonna have some parents who are gonna be upset. Uh, some kids would be changing schools and, and different areas. But what you're gonna be doing is taking your southern schools and you're gonna be putting them near 100% capacities when you still have some of your northern schools that are near that as well. So even though we redistribute it with how many students we have over in the north, we're still gonna have a full district. So this referendum is going to be extremely important that I think the, the administration, the teachers, the building and the community need to come together and take a look at where we are at the, the cost of this referendum compared to the uh, bonds that are going to be closing out over the next five to six years. It is a perfect opportunity to pass the referendum and to have that tax money for debt service on our taxpayers to decrease even before the school's finished being built. So I believe that when we, we go out to the public, we need to make sure they understand the ramifications if this does not pass. It's not going to be an easy option because we're going to be forced to make some decisions that aren't going to be popular. And I don't want to, I don't want to paint it pretty because it's not going to be. But we have got to pull together to pass this referendum. It's, it's, it's extremely urgent that we do it and move on and start the building process. Now this evening, I'm going to need a board vote. We have a approval to have our referendum on Thursday, February the 13th, with a makeup day on Thursday, February the 20th. I do need the board vote to accept those dates. So moved. Second. second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Mr. Maul has completed the uh, statements that we need to get approved for the legals. Um, a little different than what we've done before. We now have to send that up to, I believe, DOE and the AG's office and Department of Elections at the state level have to review that and approve it. Uh, my hope is that we'll have a quick turnaround because it's very similar to what we used before, not anticipating any issues. So we'll, we'll be awaiting the approval. Uh, that's when we'll post that uh, in the legal papers. I will say there's a pretty significant cost factor folks into publications that we have to do for a referendum to, to the tune of about $7,000. Uh, I believe that's right, correct, Dave? 5000 excuse me, $5,000 just for the legal aspect of the publications that we have to go through. Uh, so we're ready, set to start moving. We will start uh, hopefully doing meetings and hit some of the organizations that we have in the community in December. Uh, I already have uh, talked to one group for December the 4th. And if we can work that out, I'll be attending that meeting to kickstart this. Okay? Uh, that's all I have for the major capital. Anyone have any questions? I do have a question. Mr. <clears throat> Steele, you're talking about uh, redistricting lines, moving a larger population to the southern end of the district. That will eventually cause the 
population of Indian River to increase. What is the threshold or what numbers are we at? We possibly could be moving Indian River into the northern division. Am I correct? Yeah, or, Indian, me, division Indian, one. Indian River is about 945 now with Polytech leaving um, and going uh, exiting and heading of a conference. That's going to move basically Indian River High School a step closer to Division One. But if we bring kids down from the northern end of the district, that shore will push them into a Division One um, level and heading of a conference. You know, taking a look at this, folks, we can work this and squeeze a little bit at the elementary. Very much more difficult at the elementary. But when we get to the high school level, I'm going to be honest, we, we can't put a dent in Sussex Central High School. We can't put a dent. I, I anticipate there will be 1,940 to 1,950 kids next year just based on, based on simple progression of the eighth graders moving up to grade nine. And that's taken out about 80 kids who are potential Sussex Tech students. So even if we were to move kids down to Indian River to increase their population, it's still gonna be a struggle at Sussex Central. So instead of you know, having one school that's gonna be great, you're gonna have both high schools, and there's really not a lot we can do with the high schools other than bring in some type of portable units. The concern with the other schools that we have, Mr. Layfield, uh, East Millsboro, for example, due to geothermic <laughs> locations, we can't bring in portables in certain areas. We have no room at Millsboro Middle School to bring in portables. So, you know, these are, these are concerns that we have. And as I said, it's, it, it's, it's, it's just what we have. We're gonna try to address some things tomorrow uh, with our legislators to try to get a little bit of some financial support somewhere along the line, hopefully in the area of impact fees in Sussex County in the future, you know, to help us a little bit. Um, I know our colleagues in Kent County and Newcastle County have the opportunity to have those funds. And I know for a fact Cesar Rodney just pulled uh, from some of those funds to finish the last uh, renovation. So it's nice to have that pocket of money if we need it. You know, we're at a point at Sabbeville Middle School, for example, if we could have one more good year under our belt and put about a million to a million and a half in our, in our reserves, we could almost be to the point, I believe, if we were to get an approval at the state level for classrooms at Sabbeville Middle, we could use reserve money to pay for the tax increase, or the taxes, or the, not the taxes, the state portion, local portion of what that would cost without having to raise our property taxes. These are things that we're going to have to look at, I believe, with our community uh, so that they can see what we're doing and, and how we've managed the money over the last three years. I think it's going to be important. But there are a lot of ramifications when we start moving kids and boundaries. Rest assured, you always receive a lot of phone calls. Uh, talking with Mr. Owens today, one of the things we'd have to look at is our school choice policy, you know, because that would, if, you know, with what we have, that would just sort of, you know, counterbalance everything and you wouldn't get anything done. So there are a lot of decisions we're going to make. It's just a whole heck of a lot easier in my mind. Let's just go out and pass the referendum. That's the best viable option we have, and in the long run, the cheapest. And if we can get that through and pass, I think we're going to be in good shape. Any other questions? Uh, Howard Tannis. Had a talk with uh, Mr. Fern today. Uh, I know at our, if you're at the committee meetings in the finance, there was some discussion on I know that when we were going to do the leasing for the crops, according to him today, he would, he would want that land available to start construction on September 1st. Uh, so that'll help us in some decision making in the next couple of months. But the plan between now and uh, September the 1st, I will tell you, first of all, that um, Mr. Booth and I received an email from Jim Pennywell on November the 18th, and DOE approved the design plans. So now with that stamp of approval, now we go through the process of DENREC, DELDOT, and all of the agencies. And then and in August, we will secure the proper permits, and we should mobilize September the 1st to September the 14th to be in there to start construction on the building. So that, that's good news. Any questions? Okay, we need a motion to uh, table 504 and 505 until after executive session. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Committee reports. Uh, athletic fields over <coughs> Mr. Fritz. The Building and Grounds Committee met on November the 18th, and as uh, material uh, to cover in that meeting, 
Uh, we discussed the long neck playground and their field drainage. That project is a, is a continuing project. I know there's been French drains that have been put in. Uh, we're waiting for some pea gravel to arrive. Also, uh, we need to evaluate the work that's done and continue <coughs> to be done once we have some uh, upcoming rains and can see how, how the work has, uh, what has been done so far has worked out. Um, also at Long Neck, looked into what it would cost to repave the playground area and also the walking path. And this is something that kind of ties in with the expenses of the school district and referendum. Uh, again, uh, money, you know, uh, regular expense money is being used to pay for the mobile classroom units, but yet we have other expenses that continue. For example, the playground area would cost almost $15,000 to <coughs> pave, and the walking area would cost almost $27,000 to pave. Also, uh, looking into new playground equipment, and so at the committee uh, meeting it was decided to, uh, for Mr. Booth to take a look at uh, getting some quotes for the uh, paving, uh, as well as possible funding sources for playground equipment. The ESCO project uh, is nearing completion. The last lighting conversions were done at Georgetown Elementary and Georgetown Middle School. The training on the building automation system is underway, and I know there's going to be some testing that's been done, and also a uh, completion uh, certification. And the first billing, <coughs> which will be uh, for the project, will be due June the 15th. The first payment is due, the first uh, payment is due December uh, 2019, or is that, should be 2020? That should be 20, okay. Um, School safety, school security, security report, Dr. Owens had uh, presented that certain projects were underway, some had been completed, and they were continuing work on the more complicated ones, such as building entrances. And let's see, last but not least, some of the upcoming projects that need to be put on our kind of horizon, and again, money expending. The tennis courts at Indian River High School are going to need to be uh, redone at some point. There's been a little bit of patchwork that's been done. Um, however, those whole courts are going to need to be repaved at some point. Storage shed at Sussex Central High School uh, was approved to be uh, for football equipment storage. And we did discuss the uh, leases on the two farm properties at Ingram's Pond and Howard Tienis, the new property at Howard Tienis. That's it. Okay, any questions? Thank you. <coughs> Comprehensive school safety, Mr. Layfield. Thank you, Mr. Barley. We had a meeting this evening <coughs> before the uh, scheduled board meeting. We discussed uh, where we are with our ERIP and the status of those plans. And we've also got uh, some dates coming up where we're going to hold some tabletop exercises. Uh, the overall consensus is, again, like Mr. Fritz was talking about, the uh, entrances, revamping some of the entrances that comes with a cost. Uh, we upgraded our camera equipment. We found it very valuable for the uh, entrances and the camera equipment. And also some equipment that allows the old cameras um, to communicate or work with the new cameras so we're able to see uh, 360 around our schools and increasing the uh, viability of those cameras usage. And uh, all the schools reported in. So it was a good productive meeting and we're doing our best to make the students in the Indian River School District safer. Questions? Yeah. Are there any questions? Okay, thank you. Uh, next, next item is finance, which will be covered when Mrs. Smith gets a report. Uh, curriculum, Mr. Hudson. Thank you, Mr. Briley. Uh, we had three major points of discussion at our last curriculum committee meeting. <coughs> uh, first point, district learning walk summary. Learning walks occur each month in each of our schools. District learning walk summaries are shared with each principal. Principals are encouraged to share these summaries with their school teams. A positive note is left for each, in each, for each classroom that is visited throughout the learning walks. The district learning walks are being used to determine district-wide strengths and further professional development opportunities. 133 elementary learning walks have been conducted in the months of September, October, and November. 67 secondary learning walks have been conducted in that same time period. Our second topic of discussion was special ed inclusion professional development. We're focusing on best practice co-teaching structures, working to increase the parity of instructional impact in the classroom for all teachers, 
completing inclusion rounds three times per year in hope of improved data at participating schools. The following schools are in year two, Indian River High School, Subbyville Middle School, and North Georgetown Elementary. The following schools are in year one, Sussex Central High School, Millsboro Middle School, Georgetown Middle School, Lord Baltimore, and Long Neck Elementary. Our third topic of discussion was the Delaware Report Card, so I would ask that our Department of Instruction folks come up and maybe go through our PowerPoint. <coughs> PowerPoint can be found on, on your board docs. Okay. Does anyone have any questions? They're going to oh, okay. help this a little bit. <coughs> the 2018-19 school year has been released for all schools and across the state, so we just wanted to share with you how you can access that information and highlight a few things for you. You should have the PowerPoint in front of you, and if you look at the second slide with the heading that says Delaware Report, <coughs> you can access them at that link if you'd like to at this time. If not, it's there so that you can access it when it's convenient for you. But we wanted to share that scores receive report cards on the following categories. For academic achievement, that is about 25% of their report card score. School quality and student success, and we'll explain through this presentation what each one of these entails. School quality is 20%. Academic progress is 35% of their report card. The graduation rate, which of course is only our high schools, is 10% of the high school report card, and our progress towards EL proficiency is also at 10%. Schools are given in each of those areas either a rating of below expectations, approaching expectations, meet expectations, or exceeds. The next slide will show you exactly how to access it once you're at that link. Once at that link, um, you will find a button that says list of schools. If you click on that button, the um, list of school districts will appear. So if you click on Indian River School District, <coughs> you will a snapshot of the district overall. So if you go to the next slide, the district snapshot, you will see, and I won't read through all of them, but across the district, on average, 59% of our students are proficient in ELA and 526 are proficient in mathematics. If you want to dig a little deeper, back on that screen where you have Indian River School District as your choice, there's a little icon beside our name. If you click on that, it will list all of our schools. We are going to highlight two schools tonight. I'm going to highlight Lord Baltimore Elementary. So if you look at the slide with Lord Baltimore Elementary snapshot, you will see that overall they were 76% proficient in ELA and 79.8% proficient in mathematics. But you can dig even a little deeper into each school. On the snapshot page, there is a tab at the top <coughs> for accountability. If you click on that tab, it will give you a deeper look into Lord Baltimore. So if you look at the report card itself, there's academic achievement, and Lord Baltimore was exceeds expectations, and that's proficiency in ELA and math. You will see the school quality and student success, and that's based off of chronic absenteeism, students missing more than 10% of the school year, science proficiency in grades 5, 8, and 10, and social studies proficiency in grades 4, 7, and 11. There's also the progress towards English language proficiency, which you see LB as exceeds, and then academic progress, which is growth in ELA and math. And Lord Baltimore was meets. And then you get an overall score, which they were exceeding expectations. So I am going to highlight Georgetown Middle School. They made tremendous great gains uh, for the 2018-19 school year in both reading and math, as you can see by the data there. In looking at their snapshot, you'll see they reached nearly 64% in reading and 55% <coughs> in math. And again, if you dig down more deeply into their actual report card, you will see those five categories. And just to remind you, academic achievement accounts for 25% of the report card score. Academic progress accounts for 35% of the score. And the reason for that is the state wants us to realize that we can have students who are proficient, but our job is to ensure that they grow in the school year. So they give more weight to the actual growth model than they do the proficiency model. 
The student quality, as Kelly said, includes chronic absenteeism for our middle, middle schools, and that's 20% of that score, and the EL progress is 10%, and Georgetown Middle is meeting expectations. And our very last slide this year, we are pleased to say that we have three schools who are rated exceeds for the 2018-19 school year and eight schools meeting expectations for the state. Do you have any questions? Questions? Okay. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Very much. thank you very much. That concludes our report. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <coughs> uh, DSBA Board of Directors, Mrs. Wright. <coughs> it starts December, I'm assuming. Okay. And thank you very much for agreeing to do this. Um, legislative, Dr. Hattier? No report yet. Okay. And thank you very much for agreeing to do this. Thank you for volunteering me. I appreciate it. <laughs> Oh, me. Okay. Mary Bailey, uh, Mr. Peden. No activity, nothing to report. Okay, thank you. A special education task force, Dr. Statler. No report. Okay. Um, you don't follow yeah. policy. We have, uh, we had two policies that we're bringing to the board this evening. Uh, Mr. Collins was not uh, able to attend our meeting um, a week, uh, last week. Uh, the first policy we're bringing in is GBCD. That's the paid leave for birth or adoption of a child. Very minor uh, switch here. Instead of referring to it as 12 weeks, we're looking at 60 days, uh, 60 work days. And the second policy that we're bringing to you tonight is KBA, public's right to know, and there was a one word change in that policy. So because both policies are important and, and they're minor changes, we are asking the board to approve both the first and second reading for, for both. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any, any questions? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Mr. Barler, we have one more um, <clears throat> major discussion on the school choice policy. And we are, we are coming down to the wire, and we will be bringing a policy to the board in December to vote on. And um, I know Mr. Hudson uh, was at the last policy meeting. Uh, we would like to encourage you, if, if you can make the December committee meeting for policy, uh, we, we've kind of got it narrowed down to, to basically three things, I believe, uh, Dr. Owens. And one would be to <clears throat> leave the policy as is. Two would be to accept either uh, our, our priorities one through four. And the third option would be take priorities one through four. And if a school is below 95%, priority fives. So those are the three viable options, but we, we would like a little bit more input at those, the next committee meeting. Any questions? Okay. All right, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> IRA rep, and I think you're subbing for. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, Linda's coming up. Linda, come on up. That's good. Um, I just wanted to touch uh, one on one thing with the referendum. At our last IRA meeting, IREA um, representatives unanimously voted to support the referendum, so we'll be in contact with the central office about how we can help with that. And just a reminder that the IREA will be holding their board meet and greet, which will be held December 3rd from 4.30 to 6.30 at Mulligan's Point in <coughs> for any of you that can make it. Even if it's just for a little bit of time, it would be great to see you. And have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Superintendent's report, Mr. Steele. Mr. Barlow, I've posted activities uh, from this month uh, for you to peruse at your leisure. Okay. Finance reports. We need to pay the um, regular invoices for the month of October of 2019. Need a motion. So moved. <coughs> motion made is, need a second. Second. Motion made and second. Any discussion? <coughs> All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye, aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Financial summaries, Smith. Yes. In your board packet, you will have the four um, monthly reports. They are as of October 31st. We are 33% of the way to the fiscal year. Um, they're still based on the preliminary FY20 budget. Um, for total revenues, we've received 102% and spent about 33% of the total budget. We've received about 79.8% of our discretionary revenue and spent about 36% 
Howard Tiennes has spent about 40% of their budget. And we've also received 81% of the budget local tax revenue. The bulk of those tax receipts, which was about $30 million, came in in October. In part two, we've received approximately $78,000 in interest for August and September. The ILC programs have spent 33% of their budgets. We have $7.6 million in federal funds available, and we're holding about $1.2 million in donation and student funds and internal accounts. For a major cap, there were no expenditures in October. Minor cap, we've spent approximately $1.4 million, <coughs> of $2 million. Um, we're expecting a million dollar transfer from the state in the next couple of weeks for the FY20 minor cap state portion. Any questions? Okay. Any questions? Okay, thank you very much. Communications? Mr. Barter, we have one uh, facility request. Use of John M. Clayton Auditorium on December the 24th by the High Tide uh, Church. Need a motion? So moved. Second. Okay. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Uh, no field trip request. Uh, now come to the second public comment. Anyone in the audience wishes to make a public comment? Seeing that, need a motion for executive session? So moved. All in favor of the motion, say aye. aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. We're now in executive session. Motion to approve personnel agenda. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Need a motion to approve the addendum, excluding item number 16. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? Need a motion to approve item number 16. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? Abstain. All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Abstain. Okay. Would you poll, uh, poll please? Mr. Barley? Yes. Mr. Cappell? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hattie? Yes. Mr. Hudson? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Mr. Feeney? Abstain. The motion passes by a majority vote. Need a motion on the contractual agenda? So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. And for the business coming before the board, the meeting is adjourned. <coughs> aye.